Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 797. Katie Levine, who is on the Nerdist Community Corkboard. We got a couple of really cool things here today. Uh, Sean Patton, who is one of my favorite comedians and one of my favorite people in the whole world, is doing a Great Lakes tour with uh-huh. his girlfriend, Caitlin Cook, who is also just so fucking awesome. And she does uh, musical comedy. And it's going on right now, but they were just in Grand Rapids. Then they're going to Cincinnati, Dayton, Columbus... Uh, Cleveland. If you follow Sean on Twitter, it's at Mr. Sean Patton to find out more info. That's scene, S E A N. He spells it like that. Yep. And then also, uh, the so the organization that helped save Scout when she lived on the streets yeah. uh, is this organization called Downtown Dog Rescue. And they're really great. They work in L.A. and they have something called the Shelter Intervention Program yeah. where they work at the South L.A. shelter and they uh, help keep dogs out of the shelter. So people come in and they're like, my dog has some health issue and they can't afford to pay for it. So they think the best thing to do is surrender their dog. That's the most humane thing to do because they don't know what else to do. So these people help keep those dogs out of the shelter. They help homeless people take care of their dogs, which was the case for Scout. And so they are having a big fundraiser for it right now. So if you go to GoFundMe.com slash SIP third anniversary or just downtowndogrescue.org, you know, you can donate and help them out because they're really, they do a lot of good in L.A. That is very nice, Katie Levine. Thank you so much for the Nerdist Community Corkboard. You can submit to events at Nerdist.com. If you want to submit your your corkboard event, please do share it with us. We try to get through as many as we can. This episode is Sam Rockwell, who is fucking rad. He's been on my wish list. For this podcast since the very beginning. He was great. Oh, he was everything I thought he would be. Our friend Allie Gertz, who who works on At Midnight, who's a great comedian and uh, a songwriter, she she had a Sam Rockwell-themed party. Really? And so so she's a big fan of Sam, so I was like, hey, you should come sit. And so she was there. She didn't actually talk on the podcast, but she just sat and watched, and they took a picture afterwards, and he was really nice. Yeah, Sam was really great. He's He's exactly... He's, a, he's, he's, he's exa- like, exactly what you hope. He was like, oh, he's just a, he's just a good hangout he's guy. He's just so cool. Yeah, so, he's so cool. he's promoting Mr. Right. It's in theaters this Friday, April 8th. Uh, you will want to hang out with Sam Rockwell after this podcast. Mm-hmm. Here's Nerds Podcast number 797 with Mr. Sam Rockwell. Katie, fire the thing. Now entering Nerdist.com.
our weird cold uh, podcast dungeon. Yeah, cool, man. It's, cool. Uh, it's all bricky. I like it. We're moving to a fancier space right yeah, this now. This is great. This is like this is the deal, man. This, really, this. this feels like a lot of really bad Hollywood things happened here <laughs> over the yeah. last hundred years. A, yeah. lot, a lot of gross things probably happened. Yeah, in this room. yeah, like. Uh, Desi and Lucy. That's, that's our our at midnight stage is the original I Love Lucy that's stage. What they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So cool. I think my dressing room might have been hers. So I don't. You know, I I listen wow. sometimes late at night when we're there working yeah. late. I'm listen for the whispers of. That's you. That's you, Allie Gertz. Uh, I how you doing, man? Good, man. Very good, good to yeah, see nice you to, officially. Nice to see Thanks for having. Oh me. Oh my God, I'm so happy to have you on. Um, no, it's great, man. I'm here. I'm here to. This is my dad was. Uh, Sorry, I'll turn this off. No, that's all right. If this your dad, you got to tell you got to answer My your dad. My dad, um, yeah, he's good. Okay, he's good. Everything's fine. I think he's okay. <laughs> Do you ever get that? We'll see. We'll see if he's all right. We'll see. Um, well, that's that weird. You know, I don't know what it is, but I, I get you sort of get that thing when when do you talk to your dad a lot? I talk to my dad. Uh, I, yeah, I say uh, probably once a week, once every two weeks. Yeah, like just there's that weird thing every once in a while when like an when an elder relative calls. Yeah. It's like a parent. You're like. Is everything okay? Like you yeah. always just immediately yeah, go, yeah. okay, what is everything? Is oh. everything cool? Oh, good. Oh, good. All right. Then you can breathe. Fine. Oh, go. Oh, you're, you're mad at a commercial. All right, yeah. good. Well, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can deal with that. That's we can, fine. We can totally deal Walmart, with that. Yeah. Uh, how you been? What's going on? You know, I don't, I've been a fan. Good. We've never met, but. Hey, man. That, well. It sucks that we've never met, but I've been such a fan of yours for so many years. Dude, thank you so much. Thanks, thanks a lot. I'm so happy to be on the show. I, and uh, I'm very. Uh, I'm excited to talk about stuff. What do you want to talk about? Um, this wh- is whatever, your time. Whatever I'm like you a wanna, therapist. Whatever you want to talk about. I, I could use some therapy. All right, good. Sam, uh, when was the last time you felt whole? When was the last time you felt uh, whole? It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> you grew up in San Francisco, is that correct? I grew up in San Francisco and New York, a little bit a little bit of both, yeah. Did you did you tra- go back and forth when you were a kid? Was that how it worked? Did you- I, um, I did. I kind of... Uh, I went. My parents separated when I was five, so I would go visit my mother in in um, the summer, and then I'd go back to San Francisco, go to school, and then in the summer I'd go, and that's how kind of I got into acting and stuff. Was your background mainly theater? Or was there any comedy stuff? Uh, there was improv, improvisational training, so to speak, because my mother was in an improv troupe called Joan Crawford's Children, and that's then awesome. yeah, so that was fun. So I got a little bit of improv training as a kid. But then I, I went to a, like a high school performing arts, but it was sort of like the San Francisco version, kind of low budget version. Right. It was really 500 of the students and about the, 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 the whole school was about 2,500 of them were performing arts and Aisha Tyler. Oh, you know Aisha. And Margaret Cho was, awesome. was in it and we were all in class together. That's and, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco... It's, I'm so your mom must because San, San Francisco has an amazing comedy scene. Oh yeah, totally. And it sounds like your mom might have been there, like right in the the Robin well, Williams years. My mom went to state there, and she met. That's how she met my father, and then she moved to New York, and she got into improv in New York. But there was that whole scene, yeah, the other cafe and all that stuff. And Margaret, Aisha, and I were in an improv group called Bat Batwing Lubricant. Oh my god! Yeah, that's so fantastic. that was pretty in high school. Was it, were you guys performing around the city or just mainly in, in school? We were um, we were performing like the other cafe was as fancy as it got for us. I think mostly high school. I think that was really nerve wracking. I remember that was like the big time. That was like Carnegie Hall for us, you know. <laughs> but yeah, and I, and there was a girl named Jerry Lawler, 
and she was amazing. And um, there was a bunch of great people, you know. But Margaret and Aisha, yeah, went on to do fun stuff. Because that was all, I'm guessing that was probably late 80s, maybe? Yeah, it was like 87 I graduated. So that was, that's, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a while ago. That's, that's kind of when that whole, you know, that whole sort of alternative comedy movement, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Started springing up around San Francisco. Are you, are you a stand-up? Yeah. That's great. That's cool. Yeah. And Where did you, you, you were in L.A.? Yeah, I was in L.A., which was really the worst. And I started in L.A., the first time I started dicking around with it was early 90s. Yeah. And then not, I didn't do it start full-time full until 98. But in the early 90s, there was this transplant group from San Francisco of, like, the, the Pat Oswalt and Margaret. Yeah. And, you know, and Blaine Capatch and David Cross and Odenkirk and all these people came yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of infiltrated and really kind of helped launch the L.A. alternative comedy scene, which was the worst place to learn comedy for everyone else. Because yeah. it's it's so like everything's so inside and yeah, it's anti comedy yeah. and there aren't there weren't real jokes. It was just like it was great, but it was not you can't you can't go to like Minnesota yeah. and pull that shit off. So yeah, it was, sure, it was sure, not sure. a great place to learn, but well, I loved being in it. Bill Hicks was still around back he was. then, right? He was he, I just got a uh, some uh, somebody sent me a thing about he did a bit on cops a long time ago. I don't, I don't know if you remember that that bit. If it's I really saw funny. it, I might remember it. I yeah, mean, it was he, really funny. He was he was really the one of the godfathers of that kind yeah. of voice. And when you see the shit he was doing in the '80s, when everyone else was doing like, "Hey, men and women, uh, we're so different," you know, and Bill Hicks yeah. was basically telling audiences <laughs> that they were stupid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and doing this really. I mean, he was uh, he was he was incredible. Did you ever I see him live? I never did. I never did. I'd love to have seen him or Kinnison, but yeah, I guess that was. But you were part. Were you? Were you did you see Bill Burr and some of those oh, guys? Well, or, Burr was wait, Burr, Burr was more of a Boston comic, yeah, which was a whole separate sect yeah. of comedians, the Geraldos and the Burrs of the yeah. world, and and uh, and it and Boston kind of bred. A L.A. sort of bred, L.A. San Francisco bred this more kind of like laid back. I don't give a fuck. I don't. I don't even have to tell jokes. And yeah. Boston was more of a. I want to punch you in the face with tags. Yeah. Until yeah. you submit to this comedy. I love. <laughs> yeah. I love the Boston comics. Yeah. Who else? Bill Burr and he's got that friend of his, uh, or Louis got that friend of his. I think a Boston guy too. Todd Barry is that the guy? Yeah, I think so. He's on that show. Louis got that new show, right? Galifianakis. You thinking is that Galifianakis? Not not Galifianakis. Although I love. Um, Baskets. I'm a huge Baskets fan. I haven't seen Baskets yet, and I hear it's amazing. And I hear it's Louis great. Anderson is incredible in it. It's oh, it's great. It's great. It's fan- oh yeah, Louis who plays the mother. Yes. Oh god, he's great. He's great. But um, yeah, I'm a huge Baskets fan. I love Zach Galifianakis. I think he's amazing. Have you guys worked together on anything? No, well, we did. We did G Force together. I mean, we didn't do it. <laughs> we didn't do it together. But um, yeah, he. We went to the. I remember seeing him at, at the premiere. I was a voice for G Force. He was in it with uh, Will Arnett. Yeah, that's a fucking hell of a cast. I, I, a- <laughs> I think. I think. I think. I think Galaxy Quest still, and I'm sure people must still bug you about. Oh, it. Oh, hey, yeah, it holds up as. Still one of the best comedies of, oh, all, thanks, of all time. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I think it's. A, I think. Thanks for saying that. I mean, you know, you're not alone. A lot of people love that movie. It's a great movie. You know, they were going to do a sequel on Amazon, and we were ready to sign up for it. And uh, you know, Alan Rickman passed away, right. and, and then Tim Allen wasn't available. Uh, he has a show, and everybody's schedule was all weird. We were going to do this like sequel on Amazon. It was going to shoot 
Like right now. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah we were ready. Come on, Tim Allen. I know, right? Don't get comfortable because you're yeah, on a sitcom. You... That schedule is like four days a week, 10 to 4. Yeah, totally. And how do you fill that void, you know, of Alan Rickman? I mean, that's an amazing, that's a hard void to fill. I, th- I think that would be the most difficult thing yeah. to, to, to get around because he really was. I mean, everyone, everyone really brought something amazing to that cast, and even uh, even Justin, who was fucking Justin Long, incredible. yeah, he was great. I mean, it. The, but he's a good buddy of mine. Yeah, it, but the uh, uh, but getting around, yeah, getting around the Rickman thing, I think would be a. But I still think, you know, that movie was really important too because Tim Allen had that really broke him out of the oh I'm the tool time guy yeah and and put him in like oh actually he's, this is a really cool thing that he's in yeah well he did that Santa Claus movie and that, that showed that he had kind of he had kind of Michael Keaton Bill Murray chops and yeah and you know and then yeah Galaxy Quest was great for him I think yeah it'd be fun it'd be fun what, was how, how much of was Fleegman improvised uh, Fleegman was a little bit you know improvised but you know. Uh, everybody, I mean, Tony Shalhoub and, and Missy Pyle and all these people. Rain know, Wilson uh, was also in there? Rain Wilson. I mean, everybody. We had uh, we had so many. Patty, Patrick Breen and uh, it was it was a great cast. Um, Enrique, Enrico uh, was, he came up with that whole language for the aliens, mm-hmm. the way that they talked and everybody just followed suit. But yeah, we, we, did, a, we did some improv. I mean, there was, but it was all... It was a such an eclectic cast, Daryl and Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, it was something, man. It was really something. It was. Could fun. you tell when you were shooting it? Like, I think this is extra funny. This might yeah. be really good. It, yeah, you know, I actually I was turning my nose up at it for a second. I was turning it, turning it down. I turned it down. I auditioned for you? it. How could you? No, it's really. I know it's really stupid. <laughs> I'd done the Green Mile, and I was like, I want to be a serious actor. You know, I'd be like Sean Penn or something, and then. I auditioned for it. Somebody just talked me into going in, and I read. And I think Paul Rudd, I think a bunch of people read. And um, then I I don't think I got it, and then it came back to me, but I I was already signed up to do a lead in an independent film opposite Marissa Tomei, and I I really wanted to do this movie, you know, and it was a lead, and it was... So then when it came, I was, like, being really weird about it, and then... Somebody knocked sense into me, and I, <laughs> I talked to Dean Pariseau, and I, I was like, I guess I was afraid to play like because he's essentially an idiot, you know, right? And and so I was afraid to do that kind of tomfoolery, but then I knew Green Mile was coming out around the same time, and that would be a nice contrast. So I went up and just decided to do it. I think I was inspired by um, Michael Keaton and Night Shift. Oh, the, one of I the think best. That's, I think then I realized, oh yeah, okay, this is this has got. You know, this has got uh, traction. This has got stamina. I mean, this has got, you know, cachet. Yeah. This kind of comedic lineage of this archetype is, is a good thing. You know, That's another one of the galaxy. I have, I have a rotation of comedies that I have to watch every once in a while, like Groundhog Day, Galaxy Quest, Night Shift is definitely yeah. in there for anyone. Because not all – sometimes, you know, when you're growing up and you're in that certain age range and you think back and you go, oh, this one movie was like the greatest and you watch yeah. it and you're like – what happened? <laughs> like, you know, they don't yeah, always yeah. hold up, but, you know, Night Shift is fucking... No, Night Shift is amazing, you know? And, and um, you know, it's those performances, I mean, you know, Bill Murray and, you know, Richard Pryor and Bustin' Loose and Walter Matthau and Bad News Bears and... Bad News Bears know. would never get made that way today. No, it would never get made. 
but you know, I mean, the funny. kids, you know, drinking and cussing and being racist. I mean, it's just, <laughs> you would never be able to do that, you know? <laughs> never. I mean, they barely got away. I don't know how they got away with Bad Santa, but I guess they did. They all had, well, they had kids, but it was rated R. But, um, yeah. You know, comedic performances are just as worthy, obviously, as dramatic performances. And I think it's just, it's really a matter of perception, you know? Because you and I know that, you know, the, the comedic performances, Bill Murray is in, uh, you know, Meatballs <laughs> or Stripes is just as valid as, you know, I think De Niro and the Deer Hunter or whatever. You know, I, I think, think it's, it's harder to make people laugh. I just think it's harder. I, to make, I, think, I think it's, it's tough. And I and I, I guess, you know, I was trained both. I was trained Meisner and then I was I've had some improv background. I've never done stand up or anything. But um, so I. But I I maintain that it's yeah just as just if as hard if not harder like you said I do think it's interesting that that sometimes when someone clearly has a gift in one area like comedy but then they like kind of like you said where you're like guy ah, but I didn't I was you know I wanted to be a serious actor guy like yeah, what do you yeah. think what do you think that is uh, which part of it that uh, you like like oh. you kind of didn't like knowing that oh, you yeah. could do it but you're like no I want to be serious like well, what was compelling about know, that for you. I guess you know I when I started out as a and I I got out of high school I didn't really take acting seriously and I was kind of I was doing commercials and I booked a couple of movies and I was like 19 I got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and I did Last Exit to Brooklyn and all these and then I went to school with William Esper and he kind of beat some sense into me and it was like you know why don't you come to school and, you know, do, I did the summer program. He's like, why don't you come do the two-year program? And, and I said, yeah, you know, I'm working. I got a, you know, I got a, I got a Colgate commercial, you know, he's like, <laughs> or whatever, you know, like, you know, whatever the fuck it was. It was like, you know, I got a, I got an American Express commercial running. It's a, it's a national, busy, man. It's, na- you know, it's a class It's a. national, dude. It's a, I got a Ford Tractor commercial. <laughs> Which, by the way, are very lucrative. You know? They're amazing. You know, between restaurant jobs, it's pretty good to get it's those. It's not right? bad. Those, if it runs for like a year, that's just yeah. a paycheck that just keeps rolling Totally, in. totally. But he was like, come on, just come and train and, you know, it's going to, you know, go by like that, you know, in the blink of an eye. And and then that's where I met my acting coach and, and William Esper and, and a woman named Maggie Flanagan. My acting coach, Terry Knickerbocker. And that's where I kind of like... I realized, oh, this is a this is a real. Although my parents were actors, I think I took it for granted. It was, it was a real art form, and I realized that, you know, it's it's like Jedi training, you know, and you gotta like take it seriously, and you can't just, you know, it's just like being, uh, you know, a Groundlings or a Second City member. It's yeah. like, it's Jedi training, you know, and that's not something to be taken lightly, you know. I mean, Kristen Wiig or, or Will Ferrell, I mean, those, that's they were trained to do that. You know, so I think that that's important to uh, to know. And Duvall and Dustin Hoffman did Meisner and stuff. So it's it's um, so I guess when I I, I kind of you know came out and, uh, of of William Esper and I and I was just you know thinking I want to be you know I want to be an actor and and I was an actor, but but I but then you know you forget i mean you know sean penn was also in fast times at ridgemont yeah. high you know I he mean, was amazing in it i mean that's an incredible performance so you can't you know like he was also in we're no angels though there you so go there you go forget that <laughs> so, was, so was de niro and so was russo de niro. <laughs> james russo yeah um we have all the exact same reference points. you know listen it's it's just uh i think it's really it's not so much uh 
I, I think obviously comedy is is a is a great art form. I think it's just it's just I don't know. I think it's just harder people's perception of if you to go back and forth can be hard or it used to be maybe not as much anymore you know yeah i feel like people now people's brains can accept the fact that someone can be many things and it's not like you're just a clown yeah or you're you just make people cry you're very intense like it feels like how do you think that's changed through robin williams and i think it's changed because of people like robin williams and i think it's also changed because I think it's just a media distribution. There's so many ways that people get media yeah. now and so many different things crossing over that I think people's brains just go. Because you never used to be able to be a TV person and do a movie or vice versa. Everyone yeah. was very compartmentalized. And now it's just everyone just does everything. Everyone just, just does everything. Yeah. Sarah Silverman just did that movie. I heard that was great. And, and um, you know, Richard Pryor was a great – he had great traumatic performances. So – yeah, you just you know Bill Murray. Oh man, you know Bill Murray's the one. You know he he's he's one of those guys that I, st- I you know I have that phone number where you can call and leave a message and yeah. ask him to do stuff. Yeah, I always want. You have that number? I have it. That's awesome. And I've been a fr- awesome. I've had it for like a year, and I've never called it because I you know I want him to obviously I want him to come on the podcast and yeah and i just feel like the best way to do that would just be call and go hey do you want and i've not yet come up Maybe with we should just call him together and say hey hey fucker you owe me 30 bucks <laughs> does he owe you 30 dollars show up to these studios i don't just make it up you know? <laughs> he might think he owes hey, remember you that dollars. time we got drunk and Ven- you know come on let's let's you owe me 30 bucks Shit, i think i owe sam rockwell 30 dollars like he's he might he might yeah. actually trick him maybe maybe he, he might show up just, just to pay me back that would be or fucking... say we owe him money we <laughs> Maybe that's a better we, way. Now you owe us thirty dollars, but we owe you a hundred. So if well, you want to get that seventy net, this is the best way to conduct that. You give us, you come, give us the thirty. You can't send it because you have to give us the thirty. You have, to, you have to come in person. Yeah, as long as we're as confident as we can be about the rule structure, he yeah. might buy into it as a yeah. thing. He tell him it was that OTB thing. <laughs> sorry, sorry, man. You know, you got to do you know. it. You got to do it. Yeah, I've never. I they just, don't even have anymore. I haven't. Uh, I haven't really worked up the right. Yeah, way to say who I am, why I'm calling, why I, he's not going to get murdered, and you know that it'll be okay. Like I don't know how to convey all that in a yeah. minute. To where I'm not leaving that message that Favreau leaves on Swingers with that girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got to call back. Oh, yeah, totally. That would be the message, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You know, I got cut off, but what I – I forgot to give you my number. What I meant was – yeah, yeah. No, totally. <laughs> then it's over. Well, is it Mitch Glazer's the guy who – he's he's his writer. You know Mitch Glazer? He's I, a, I don't think I know Mitch. Mitch is his writer. He was on – when we did Charlie's Angels, Mitch – was his guy and wrote for him and they're best friends and and so sometimes they would try to get to Bill Murray through Mitch and I got to meet him in fact oh god I was uh I was doing a scene where I got to shoot Drew Barrymore and I was twirling the gun I was being all cool and you know being like a cowboy and all of a sudden Bill Murray came in and I started dropping the gun, <laughs> and I was a complete asshole. You know, I was just like, I got really nervous. And um, and then I met him, and he was cool. And then his, his Mitch uh, Glazer rewrote some of the scenes, and because you know that thing had seventeen writers, right? And only one of them was a woman, and it's a movie, it's about, a three movie women. about three women, right? Of course, but you know, it's so, probably one more than the original Charlie's Angels had. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But 
so he, Mitch, uh, Mitch kind of saved our ass. He saved my ass because I had a lot of bad exposition, and then finally he came in and kind of made it funny, and, and I could say funny shit. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because I, I don't. I mean, this is just all hearsay, but from what I've read on the internet, Bill, I, it seemed like he was that was not his dream job once he got on set. No, no, but he was willing to play, and in fact, we had a scene together that was cut, but he he left a voicemail that I wish I could have saved, <gasps> and it was on the hotel, about the scene and about how we need to rewrite the scene, and it was one of those voicemails you just want to save, you know, and of course I couldn't save it, but... Um, I was just, I was I listened to it like you know a million times. Is he? Do you have people that you think of as like, oh, that's kind of the ideal career to have? Like, is are there are there sort of mentors that don't necessarily know their mentors? Uh, you know, I I have a lot of I have kind of an eclectic as I'm sure you do uh, uh, idols. You know, I mean, I everywhere from Muhammad Ali to like you know. Uh, Robert De Niro and, and Gene Hackman and Chris Walken and you're wearing a Christopher Walken shirt. I am, now. and I and I know Chris and I've worked with him. And so have I, you worn and that I've, shirt in front of him? I have actually. <laughs> yeah, actually, Colin Farrell and I wore it at the premiere of Seven Psychopaths just to fuck with him, and I think he loved it. Uh, we were making a real statement, yeah. Um, but uh, well, we we worship Chris and we were, you know, we love Chris, so we were. Does know. he understand? It. Does he understand like yeah, the kind of like Walken worship, or does he just think what is this? This is all crazy. Like, does he yeah, understand it? You know, that's a good question. I think he does. You know, he's very lucid. He's not as weird as people I think think he is. I think that's a way to disarm, uh, or, or rather, keep people away. I think he's very normal and he's very, very quick. He sees everything. You know, so. Um, I'm, I think he, I'm sure he's aware, but I think he doesn't, you know, he doesn't necessarily want to talk about acting, you know, he just wants to just be whatever, just, you know, look at stupid pictures or, you know, that we, that Colin and I would show him on the internet, you know, like <laughs> horrible things. That's amazing that you guys just got together and fucked yeah, around well, we the were, with Christopher Walken. We were in the desert with him killing time, you know, with, with hot chocolate. So we were like, you know, we'd, we'd fuck around with him and he's just, he's just like a kid, you know? He likes to laugh. He's he's great. What do you do when you? I, I imagine at this point you're probably able to kind of mash the fandom down because you now you you've got some experience. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it, it it is a weird thing. I mean, Walken's definitely the closest I've ever, or the most time I've ever spent with somebody like that. You know, I've, I've worked with Gene Hackman and De Niro, and I've done readings with Pacino, but I've never spent as much time with an icon like that like as much as chris and chris and i've spent a lot of time together and he's so that is that is a that is a weird thing you gotta sort of compartmentalize your hero worship and then you're just like two dudes it, yeah it is, it is very strange i'm sure you've experienced that it's like i have experienced it many times and i'm usually good at pushing it down and i can feel the adrenaline kind of rising like I'm, I can feel yeah. it rising. Like I'm a thermometer and a pledge drive. Yeah, and I just feel the red coming up to the goal. And, totally, uh, and that's I, totally what it's like. And I, and I have to try to, but the, but the, but I did, I did learn a trick. I did teach myself a trick. Yeah, and the trick was when you get all stressed out, it's because you're overwhelmed. I think by the infinite possibilities of what could happen, what could go wrong, what am I gonna? I don't want to fuck this up. This yeah. is just one perfect moment, and so I do this thing where. And I, I guess some might call this mindfulness, but I'm not really – I don't know much about meditation. But I I stop 
and I start wrecking. I, I smell whatever's in the air. I acknowledge what that is. I look at things and I go, okay, well, that, I, that's good. That, I yeah. basically force myself to be present to try to scoop that out of the way. And sometimes and, uh, it works. Really, that's really hard. It's very hard when. It's a very hard thing to do, yeah. You know, you're standing right next to, you know, Tom Hanks or yeah. someone. But some of those. You interviewed Tom Hanks. Yeah, a he's, couple times. He's very cool. He's rad because he acknowledges in a non arrogant way. That he is Tom Hanks. Yeah. It's all going to be okay. He wants you to feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. He's very, he's very, like when we went, the first time we went there, he was like, do you, do you want something to drink? Can I get you a drink? Like he wasn't, yeah. there was no. He's so cool, he was so He was so cool. He's so cool. He, him and like George Clooney should teach a class on how to be a movie star. Like, and Drew Barrymore. They should like, they should teach that class. You know, like they're so, they make you feel so comfortable. Yeah. You know, and 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 other people, you know, I think just sort of they like, don't the shields go the, yeah, shield, yeah. the shields go up, and yeah. it's, it's more like oh you're yeah. you're very aware of who you are and totally I totally get near that and you yeah know. yeah 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 Clooney I've met him a couple of times and he's just he's just a guy he's just a he he's just, just a talk guy about he's very good at Keaton making... was that way too was he yes oh, that's nice to hear I'd love to meet him he's oh so my cool. god you guys you, uh, he's awesome there's no reason there's no way he's you're not going to work together at some point such a badass yeah. There's no way. It, the the freaky thing about guys like that, or even the first time I got to meet Pee Wee Herman, uh, Paul, Paul. That's awesome. Was that they'll you're just having a conversation, and all of a sudden they'll do something or say something that you click into as a mannerism from an iconic thing that they've done. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like with Michael Keaton. It was a uh, he was talking about something. He was just like <laughs> like he did that side yeah. glance that he does, and I'm yeah, like. Yeah. Like you know, awesome. and with Paul, it was you know, yeah. No, he just did a thing, and then everyone in the room just you know oh, that's great. That's locked great. up. That's awesome. That's awesome. How do you get past it? I I don't know. I I I don't know. That's a good question. I think um, I for years I couldn't get past it. I was I got very nervous around uh, people, and I it was very you know. For, I think it took years, and then finally I was just like, all right, fuck it. I mean, I might not watch somebody's movies, you know, right before working with them, but there's everybody's eventually so cool, you know. And at the end of the day, we're all just, you know, trying to. We're all neurotic and we're all trying to be <laughs> good, you know. We all think we suck and we're trying to, you know what I mean. So it's like everybody's like that. That's the, that's the thing you realize is that everybody's just like, hey, do I am I, am I any good? Do I suck? You know. It's like, so it's like everybody has that quality. That's so, so I always find that so fascinating about this particular business, and it's like the very thing that makes people good performers is also the thing that makes it difficult for them, yeah, to just not flip out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a fear of sucking and and a, a little competitive ambition is okay, but like a fear of like you know just wanting to be good. I think, but but Tom Hanks is one of the greats, man. He's just fucking so cool. We were doing the Green Mile. He he um, he was he was doing. They let him off early to go put his hands in the cement on Hollywood Boulevard, <laughs> and then he could have left and went home. He came back and did off camera for for people. It was just I what mean, a guys, fucking showboat. What a showboat! God damn. What, who does he think he is? Oh, okay, yes. What are you a saint? <laughs> You, know, you make a, the rest of us look bad? Yeah, man. Fucking dare Listen, you. Listen, go home and have a beer, dude. <laughs> Who do you think you are? No, no. He's, we're he's, on to you. We're on to you, No, he, he could not be a no, sweeter, he's the best. more... I mean, he's... 
And, and How about him and Captain Phillips? Did he? Do I, I don't think he actually even got a nomination for that. I don't know if he did or not. I don't think he did. Yeah, yeah. that was the last time we talked to him. He was, was incredible in that. He was great. He was fucking robbed. He, she was amazing in that. He's great, and he has the he has the ability. He has the ability to do something which I think is very very hard to do, which is just to play a guy. I mean, like if there's a hook, yeah. you can get rep. But if it's just like, all right, you're a dude, you're a captain, you gotta, you gotta be this guy, and yeah. he can just play a guy. I know that's great. It's a great quality. It's like a yeah, you're right. It's like um, well, Craig T. Nelson has that quality, but it's like you're right, and Keaton has it too. But it's like it's you, all of a sudden you just you are that guy. But you have that too, though. You, I, sometimes you, I feel I can do that. Maybe you do yeah. have that. Just like you, you can just like like an Iron Man, Iron Man too. Yeah. Like you, you. I mean, that guy's a dicky guy. He was a dicky guy, but he's still a guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's still yeah. A... yeah, sure. Yeah, what is that? I don't know what that... That's like... I guess that's just conversational reality, you know? I guess that's what it is. I don't know what the hell that is. But T- Hanks really has it in spades, you know? Yeah, he doesn't feel... He could be anything. He could be working class. He could be aristocratic, you know? Um, that's also a, another um, quality that I... Excuse me, that I admire. You know, people who are... Who can... Do do different classes, different you know, like Don Cheadle can do yeah. that. You know, he can play a drug dealer, or he can play a matron. You know, the host at the the, the Hotel Rwanda. You know that that part, an amazing performance. Or I mean, a superhero. Or a superhero. He does it all. He does it all. You know, um, I love that stuff. You know, he's uh, he's great. Yeah, How do Miles you, Davis. You know, I don't know. It, you're, you're a guy that I feel like I don't know that I, you've managed to have a very nice career without yeah. really ge- doing a lot of pressy stuff, you know, where it's like there's not a lot about you personally in the world, I feel like. Which oh, is yeah. A pretty tremendous feat. I guess I feel like there's more than I would like to be out there, but I guess, <laughs> I guess, I guess you're right. I mean, people know a little bit about my, I have a little sort of bohemian background in my childhood but but like theatrical stuff because my parents were actors but but yeah i guess i guess i've managed to be a little private you know hopefully is it important for you like do you is that a conscious thing do you say to your publicist like i won't do i don't want to do any of this kind of stuff but i'll do this and this you know i'm a whore i just i say whatever (laughs) i you know say whatever the hell uh they ask me but um no i i try to you know sometimes people ask stupid shit but I think um, I don't know. I think you just do the best you can and and try to be respectful of your private life. I, I don't know how you do that, but I think it is important. You know, I, I think that I people see Daniel Day Lewis like you know like doing he seems all like the... a fun hang. I don't know. You know, <laughs> it seems like a real fun hang. Just you like right know. in the middle of filming, you don't know because we've never really seen we've him on never a chat really show. Seen him. You could. That's true. So maybe he is you know. I guess you could probably like go get a drink with Mister Lincoln, but I don't know if yeah, you could actually. Exactly. If you were like, "Hey Dan, I don't know who you're talking to at the moment." <laughs> All right, okay, I get it. What happens there? I don't know. What yeah. is this contraption that we're about to get into? This is an automobile. <laughs> you have to explain everything, like like Lincoln was frozen in a fucking <laughs> shave the beard, dude. What, what this beard? What are you talking about? I don't know. It's highly irregular. Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, but you know, you can't argue with the performances. Like whatever he's yeah. doing works. It certainly does. I no, just he's... wonder if it's worth it. At the maybe he's a happy guy. I don't know anything about him, but <laughs> yeah. I, but I just wonder. Would you? Do you ever think to yourself like, would I want to be 
that genius of a performer if it meant I had to sacrifice yeah. a part of my – a significant chunk of my happiness or my life? You know, that's a good question. I, I've been miserable plenty of times, but it's kind of a nice misery. I think there's a good misery there because you're you're working hard. But uh, – yeah, I don't want to – anything – I think the only thing I would say, though, is that nothing that is going to be permanent, you know? Like, I don't mind temporary pain. Right. Uh, I think that director of The Reverend said that. He said, you know, they they were cold and some of the crew quit, but it was temporary. You right. Know? So that's okay. I think if – but if it's permanent – I have a couple of permanent scars from working, but um, – <laughs> but yeah – it, that sucks if you if you keep the injuries, you know, so to speak. But I think if you're – he broke his ribs, Daniel Day-Lewis, I think doing – there will be blood. Probably on purpose. <laughs> Probably on purpose. Yeah. What's he trying to prove? They weren't even shooting at the you time. Know, he was just hitting himself in the, in the sternum with a wrench. F him in Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> How fucking dare they he? They think they are. I don't get I don't, I'm sick of it. I'm, but you know, you I, know what? Yeah, maybe I'm the I'm only one. I'm out of here. Maybe we're the only ones brave enough to say yeah. it. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. DDL. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know you are. listen to podcasts, Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. You, you fucking put the earbuds under your Lincoln hat. I know what you're really yeah, doing. Yeah, come under on. There. I know you watch The Simpsons. <laughs> What's the matter? I know Ralph Wiggum is your favorite character, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, come on. Come on. You know why? Because Ralph Wiggum was great in the Washington play that they did in the episode of uh, where Valentine's Day. This is getting very granular now, Sam Rockwell. <laughs> I apologize. You keep it Letterman cold in here, man. This is this is fucking. <laughs> Do you mean my personality? This is, yeah. No. Oh, okay. No, not, not that at all. Kind of Letterman no, cold. No, no, no. <laughs> did you ever no, do no. Letterman? I did. That's why I was saying it's very cold in uh, when you do Letterman. This is very, not by oh, design. It's not by design. The problem is this room is old and full of ghosts. I imagine there's just a lot of death in here. I, there's a little. You know, bit of maybe I'll here. steal that blanket if you don't mind. Please. Uh, Put the blanket on. Oh, that feels pretty good, actually. This is really uh, cozy. I mean, nice. If you think I'm not going to get a picture of, oh you, yeah, you got to get a picture of this. <laughs> Just all bundled you up. Show, have you had Justin Long on this show? Yeah, uh, has you Justin know, done the podcast? Justin did at midnight. I don't think he's, he's done the podcast. He's yet. a great mimic. You know that, right? He's, that I didn't know. Oh yeah, he's really good mimic. All right, he's. Uh, yeah, he's great. He, you got to see his, uh, God rest his soul, Philip Seymour Hoffman and, and Mark Wahlberg in Boogie Nights. He does oh, both characters. Both characters? Yeah. It's All right, fabulous. We gotta, okay, we got we to... Gotta... He does a great Matt Dillon, which he's done on talk shows. And he does he does, a few, oh, he does the Ted Levine in, in uh, Silence of the Lambs. He's oh, great. Oh, Ted really, Levine. Yeah, he's really good. You got you to gotta get Justin to do some You know, so Ted Levine's an interesting case because... Here's a guy who's clearly a brilliant actor. Yeah. Does a role that is so iconic. I know. That I that even to this day, 25 years later, people are still like, should I put the lotion in the bed? You know, yeah. Like, yeah, I know, I get it. I was I a know. fucking buffalo. You know, girl. we showed, we worked with him, me and my friend David uh, Roosevelt. We did a movie called Single Shot, and he was on the set, and we showed him the Lego lotion in the basket <laughs> musical, and he loved it. <laughs> he did? He loved that it. We said we were scared happy. to do it. We were like, 
I don't know, should we show Ted this thing? This is look at this. We Googled the Lego musical, you know. Put that the is in the amazing. He loved it. He was laughing his ass. I'm off. glad yeah. he had a, I'm glad he has a good sense of humor. I mean he yeah. was on a series for a long time too. He works yeah, all I the know. time. He works all the time. He's a monk and everything. But it is that it is He's that great. it is He's that great one actor. kind of a it is that one thing of you know yeah. What do you think is you think is better to have a bunch of like medium roles or like one ama- yeah. one incredible thing that people always talk about? I don't know. Do you but you know, he has a great career. I mean, we got him on on the set and we told him we're going to do this West Virginia accent and he was like, "Oh yeah, I can do that." And we we're like, "Really?" And he just did it. And then we had to flip a calf. And I couldn't flip the fucking calf. I was like, <laughs> I, tr- I think I flipped it once, and that was it. But then he fl- he flipped it like a couple of times because he really lives on a farm and he knows how to do that, you know. Oh my god! But, yeah, it was tough. Yeah, country's tough. Do you would you do you ever want to do? Are you an urban guy, or would you want to just live I'm, out in the country someday? I'm definitely an urban guy. I just played a cowboy, and I had to learn how to lasso and uh, and stuff. Uh, but I've done a couple of westerns. You know, horses are unpredictable. You gotta be, you know, you gotta, they're not cars. (laughs) I think we can establish horses are definitely not cars. They were at some time. (laughs) They're not cars. If you're Daniel Day-Lewis playing Lincoln, a horse is a car. (laughs) Exactly. Now, horses are not cars. Horses are not cars anymore. They are not cars. No, um, yeah, so, but, uh, you know, it takes a little getting used to. But, yeah, no, I'm definitely an urban creature. But I play a lot of country guys for some reason. I'm, I'm definitely – I've played a lot of Southerners. I'm about to play a, a cop from Missouri, from Southern Missouri. See, you have, you have one of those great white guy faces. I got a malleable white guy face. That you could be yeah. – any, you could be Irish. anything. You yeah. could be anything. Uh, yeah, I could be Irish-German. I could be Jewish-Italian. I could be <laughs> – Mediter- Yeah, you could not be a Mediterranean. Gangster, you could be – you could work yeah. at a Chuck E. Cheese. Like, exactly. You could be yeah. anything. Yes, yes. When, do, you, do you think about – how kind of far in advance do you plan out what you're going to do? Or do you think, I want to do this kind of thing and then this kind of thing? Or I don't want to yeah. do two heavy emotional things back to back? Oh, yeah. You know, I don't think there's any real game plan. I think you just kind of look – th- you know, as uh, somebody said, like you look for the no-brainers – Hopefully, and sometimes you just got to go to work. But I think you try to go, you try to look for the no-brainers where you're like, oh yeah, got to do that, right? You know, um, Martin McDonough, Chris Walken, yeah. I mean, I already you know. got a shirt of the guy. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, this is a sign. Colin Farrell, Woody Harrelson, yeah. <laughs> Francis McDormand, yeah. I'm in. You know, but like sometimes you know you don't get the no-brainers and you got to go to work, but. Hopefully you you just have a string of no brainers, you know. Does the audition process ever get any easier? Or do you not have to audition for stuff? I don't anymore? audition anymore. Occasionally, I will I will audition. I haven't auditioned in a, in a few years, but um, I would audition if the part was, uh, you know, if it was a great part. I one of the biggest auditions I remember, last really big ones was. Uh, the the Josh Brolin part in No Country for Old Men that mm-hmm. was that was a part I really wanted and I had a call back and um, that was one worth fighting for you know and a lot of people some people had turned it down and you know and Brolin was amazing and he was perfect and it was great because it just came out of left field and gave him this huge career you know and he was great yeah um, and I actually really want to work with him I, I love him. What was that but, audition process? Well, it was great. I mean, the Coens are really cool. They're really laid back, you know. Uh, and I had a great, I had a great time, you know. It's, uh, it's, it's, that's as good as it's gonna get as far as the audition process. Is somebody like the Coens or like Baz Luhrmann? I did a, I had a fun audition process, you know. I just, it was like two hours 
doing Shakespeare with him. I mean, it was, he was Holy holding shit. the camera. You know, I was up for Mercutio and uh, Harold Perrineau, who's a great actor. He did yeah. that part. And, you know, I had this great audition. I got to do Mercutio. You know, I got to do the, 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 uh, the death scene. And, um, you know, so that's as good as it's going to get, you know. As you know, it's like, because it can be horrible, some of these auditions, you know. <laughs> I know, I don't, well, I, I don't. I, you and know, my I, friends are, they go through it all the time, and I work on auditions with them, and it's like, it's a fucking nightmare. Some of the stories, I, and I remember pilot season back in the day. You know? <laughs> I know, pilot horrible. season, is, I think we're in, are we in pilot season now? It's March? I think it's continuing, I think it's all year now. It's all right? the time now, because everyone's making shit all the time. I mean, it's. I used to do pilot season with the Thomas Guide. Yes, I remember the Thomas. Oh, I got yeah. to go to H one by two o'clock, but then yeah. oh, okay, do I got to turn to page eighty three. Oh, I got to get up to G nine. I don't think I'm going to make it in time. Yeah, dude. Which way is San Vicente going? I'm very confused. You can come up with Local some reference. good impressions. We're Luke getting lost in traffic. <laughs> The Thomas Guide. With the guide. Thomas Guide, man. Everyone had a Thomas Guide. It's basically horrible. What if people don't? You imagine that now with GPS? Can you imagine? I mean, it's just I can't even imagine. Dude. Oh, you just open the Thomas Guide and be like, "What is this? What, what is it's this? It's a nightmare. There's, there's a bunch of squiggles. Yeah. I don't know what any of the shit is. Yeah, it was like the phone book. It was to... like a phone book, and it was a map of all of Los Angeles on grids. Horrible. And you just had to follow and flip, and it like turned to this page, and now go to this page, and it, I mean, it was like it was yeah. like the fucking it was like there was a time where driving in Los Angeles was like the movie National Treasure, yeah. where it was yeah. like, all right, I guess we got to the, behind. There's a weird alleyway here, and then we got to find this. And the <laughs> oh, I got lost all the time. No, you'd have to go early because you'd always get lost, and then you, by the time you got to the lot with the security, I mean, it was pre nine eleven, but like. You still couldn't park on the lot a lot you of the time. You still couldn't park. Street parking. And it was very intimidating. You'd get on the lot and you'd have to like, from the traffic and getting lost, you'd have to like calm down before you auditioned. Yeah. Because the, the, the drive there got you so – that's not like what it was like in New York. I remember just going to like – getting on the subway, going to a coffee shop early and looking at my sides, you know? And yeah. Like, not not here. Not here. And not only that, but then – if you're running late, and then you're sweating, and yeah. your heart's beating, yeah, it's and, you horrible. Look and you're like, well, there's nine other guys here who look like me, and what the fuck am I supposed to... Yeah, with the uniform, with the jeans, and the, fuck, <laughs> the t-shirt, and the leather jacket back when I was doing it. They had the uni- it was the actor uniform. It was a, it was a generic sort of, uh, yeah. this could be anything. This could be anything. I'm a blue-collar guy, but yeah. I got a leather jacket. And I got boots and my <laughs> jeans, are, and I'm like 1950s, but I'm not. I'm yeah. a business cowboy from another time. Yeah, like, I hey. could be anything. It, it, th- that, yeah. I always, and I never did this, but I always loved seeing if there was a role that was a specific kind of character, who the dude was going to be that would show up dressed as, like, all right, you, don't, you didn't need to come dressed as a rodeo clown or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Some, does that ever, did that ever work? Does that ever work? Like, going full. Uh, you know, I think often that does not work. I think it backfires. I showed up for the ER audition uh, in a lab coat, <laughs> and, I had, and, I had, and I had a ponytail. And as you might have guessed, I was not what on ER. I'm very surprised. And I had a I, not the not it's the their ne- law, Sam. It's their. I also had get ready to scare some people. Not not the needle part, but the the plastic part of the hypodermic. Uh, <laughs> I didn't actually have the needle, but I had the plastic part. <laughs> you took the plunger. It's kind of had... like kind of half-assed. But what were you doing with the plunger? I was audition? doing. I th- it was part of the scene. I think it was the Noah Wiley part, and I and I auditioned for the pilot, and uh, I, they looked at me like I was crazy. 
<laughs> the fucking hypoderm in the lab coat. I mean, and I think I had a ponytail because I had long hair at the time or something. It's like nuts. All these, yeah, horrible, horrible. And you want, and then of course you you feel. Do you, do do you do you kind of make jokes about that stuff, or do you are you are you like, and I'm going to be taking blood after the, you know, or are you? Pretty I think I think I think um, as I got older, I probably did. But I think in the beginning, I was pretty serious. I remember I auditioned for Dead Poets Society, Unforgiven, <gasps> and I think I had too many props for the Unforgiven. I had like a gun and a whiskey bottle, and they said Clint doesn't like props, and I was like, okay, well. What am you know? What am I gonna? I got the guy. The guy has a gun and a whiskey bottle in the scene. What am I supposed to do? You know, so you know, there was all these kind of. I would come in very prop heavy. And oh, I that's amazing! Still, I probably still do. I just like the idea of a young Sam Rockwell like running around the streets of New York with a carpet full prop bag of just full of stuff of whatever. Ah, uh, doctor, no problem. What am I? A subway conductor? Here's the hat. Like just like whatever it is. You're like, yeah, right like a carpet bag. Yeah. And I used to take the newspaper print from the newspaper and give myself five o'clock shadow. <laughs> That's how I do. And I was playing like you know a gang member, Ita- <laughs> Italian gang member. That's an amazing piece like of information. That. That- it worked. By the way, it worked. Try Excuse it. Me, um, we don't, people don't have newspapers anymore. Oh, um, I don't know if you're aware, but your five o'clock shadow says there are hostages <laughs> in the Middle East. <laughs> 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 There's a Nancy comic on your cheek. That's funny. <laughs> what, what what did what was it that eventually kind of made you relax and stop doing that? Um, you know, never. I'll never <laughs> relax. But um, yeah, I, I you know just I started you know eventually getting jobs and just saying goodbye to the restaurant jobs, you know, and um. And then finally, I, I don't know. I think I don't think you ever relax, you know. Uh, you know, it's funny. The OJ movie yeah. is on. I see Cuba Gooding sometimes. And he, I tell him how great he is. I love that. Sh- I love what they're doing on it, you know. And I remember I was delivering burritos when that um, when he was fleeing in the Bronco because I went up to some girl's house. And <laughs> <laughs> is delivering and there burritos were two girls. Yeah, and they were like. Yeah. No, but uh, they said, uh, I said, you're here, I'm here to give you your burrito. And they were like, come in, OJ's fleeing. You got to see it. It's on the TV. It's in the white Bronco. And I was like, your burrito's $12.95. <laughs> so, like, people, when they say, where were you when OJ was fleeing? That's where I was. I was delivering, I was burritos. delivering burritos. That's my last real. Who delivers job. burritos? Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> You fall on the bicycle in the rain, and it's horrible. <laughs> Cab New- doors open. This is in New York. This is in New York. This is in New York, yeah. You were riding a bike in New York yeah. in the early 90s. I was. I was. And, and when it rains, you know, the, runs, the, the roads get slick, and cab doors open, and you get, you, you, you know, you get hit. It's all, all the poop from the alleys just starts swooping down yeah. into the streets. Just that top layer of human yeah. filth. It's actually, yes, exactly. But it actually wasn't a bad job. Probably be more dangerous now. I feel like traffic has got you know it's gotten nuts when you're to ride a bike in New York. I think riding a bike in most cities is especially here. I've had friends who would try it in L.A. for a while and then get run off the road by a bus. Yeah, like, oh yeah, you're not. But the roads are bad. Not good. Not good. It's rough, man. It's rough. It's people don't have a lot of sympathy for for people on bicycles. They should though. It's environmentally, you know. 
cool. Well, but I have to text while I'm driving, Sam. There are very important <laughs> things that I need to... Exactly. You know, there are memes that I have to share with people. I can't yeah. wait till I get somewhere to yeah. do that. And look both ways. No. Who do you think, who do you, think you are? Driving is really the pastime. It's not... Yeah. Uh, we're in a we're we're in mobile offices now. Yeah, exactly. You, you drive if you you hit a couple of people, <laughs> they'll they'll maybe be okay. Probably be okay. No, it's yeah. I oh. can't believe I am so terrified. You know, especially like uh, a friend of mine got a Tesla, and I've I've been in Teslas before, but the screen is just like it's so interactive. How is that safe? The, wait, wait, the, the Tesla. What, what? What? What do you mean? Oh, the screen, the panel, oh. the entire console. It's like a spaceship. Yeah, it's like a spaceship, and it, and so it's basically like a large tablet in the middle between the seats, and it just yeah. it's like you can get news, and it's a map, and it's just like everything. Yeah, too much, man. There's just too, too much. much. Too much. Let's just yeah. either perfect driverless cars or have something totally in a car that just kind of shuts down the electronics, so we're not tempted. And pedestrians are like really like. You know, second-class citizens in uh, in L.A. I mean, yeah. you really hate pedestrians. If you're walking around, you're like you're like a leper. If you're walking, you're not in supposed LA. to walk anywhere in Los Angeles. You know? You're not. It's, like, it's, it's a weird thing to do. Walking. What do you? You know, what's that person. What's that person's fucking deal? Why can't he just get in a car and create more yeah. traffic? Yeah. <laughs> it's been worse here lately for some reason. There's so there's construction everywhere. It's really yeah. rough getting around the city. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad I'm not late for auditions all the time. I just uh. go to like two or three places. And that's yeah. all I have to do. That's all you need to do. Yeah, I no, you you got to avoid all the rush hour times. It's hard. Do do you live um, out here? Do we discuss this? Do you live out here? I live out here part time with my girlfriend Leslie Bibb. And, I've and met she's, her before. She's you met really Leslie. Funny. She's really funny. I met her at the Chelsea lately one time. Oh, you I did? We were both doing the Chelsea. Show at the same time. She's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Leslie's super super funny. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. She's uh, she's working. She's doing great. And um, gonna do something with our old buddy Rob Cordry. Nice. And uh, and the, yeah. So. Uh, we live here part time, and then we we uh, a place in New York, nice. and we have a dog. Do you take the dog back and forth? You take the dog, but it's fancy. That's really nice. It's fancy. You got like a rehab place that's very fancy. Uh, it's like you know, like Kobe should go there and do rehab. It's very you know these these dogs getting acupuncture. It's very you know it's well, it's a know, lot. It's very to, Hollywood. Dogs have fewer chakras than humans, so you have to align them. To, I don't know if exactly. That's true or not. I don't know. I don't know if it's true. I do, um, I do know, you know that we do- love our dogs dog. evolved to appreciate foot massage. They love a good... <laughs> yeah, There's exactly. some dogs where you're just looking and you're like, you would not survive a minute in the wild. Yeah, yeah it's I know. It's over for you. <laughs> I you, know. You better hope you never get out of here because <laughs> this is it. I know, I know. Oh, you know, dogs. You, got, you love dogs, though. Dogs are great. We had dogs my whole life. My mom, my mom was the type of lady who would... Uh, not be afraid to throw a jacket on a dog, which feels weird. <laughs> a human jacket? Human or? jacket on a dog. That's awesome. Hum- a human jacket modded as a they, to, to fit a dog. Once you love a dog, there's really no limit to what you, you know, you let him in the bed, and then you're like, what the hell is this dog doing in my bed? You know, you know? I get that. I don't understand. Animals are made with fur. Like, they don't need a fucking bomber jacket. No, they don't like, need a bomber jacket. They don't need... They don't. They don't need... They don't need a bomber jacket. Little yeah. booties. Yeah. It's, it's just not appropriate. A Beyonce jacket, yeah. <laughs> a Kardashian winter jacket. Um, we have... We have Sadie is her name, German Shepherd. She's the Kardashian of German Shepherds. She, she is. She's, she's very, very yeah, spoiled. Oh, you got a dog here. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah that's, uh, that's Katie's dog, our producer. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Scout, Scout does that, basically. That's, Never... that's, that's Scout? Yeah. Hey, Scout, 
relax. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Calm down. Take it down a notch, Scout. Yeah. Jesus, the dog has not moved a hair. <laughs> it's fucking out, man. In a coma, this dog. This is the chillest dog in the world. I honestly could care less what we're doing here. He's just out. I would, I would, several times a day, I would hold a mirror under our, that dog's our, nose and be like, I didn't make sure everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> our dog's been doing these old, like, uh, grandma snoring now. <laughs> it's like, all mouth snoring. Like, what's going on, Sadie? It's just like, just getting older and just doing, <laughs> you know. Deviated septum? Maybe, you know. A lot of coke, dog doing a lot of coke. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. We got her an eight ball. Said, "Come on, hurry up!" You just you got one of those Kong toys and just put Coke in it. It was like, oh, the dog loves to sniff out the the Kong oh, toy. Let's step it up. Let's go. <laughs> I got shit to do. Let's walk around the block. Poopy, poopy. Uh, is it, is the dog basically your kid? Is, is oh it? yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's ridiculous. But it, but but it's a beautiful. Uh, black and white German Shepherd looks like a husky. It's a beautiful dog. That's awesome. Yeah, so I think very, I very think, well trained. I read I read something where you're like, yeah, I don't think kids the kid thing is for me. And yeah. I, I, you know, I was I was always on that train. But then my, you know, you have, I'm, I'm getting married, and my fiance is like, I want to have kids, and I'm like, yeah. okay, and I'm weirdly okay with it now. And now you're cool with it now, but we haven't yet because we're not, yeah. we're not, you know, we're not married yet. Of course, we're going to express our physical love on our wedding night before uh, the eyes of the Lord. So I just want to make sure everyone's, you know, <laughs> everyone knows that that's what we're. Oh, thank God! <laughs> thank God. Um, well, like, good for you. I mean, you know, if it's if it's for you and you want to, you know, do it, man. I I respect parents. I do too. Right? But and but I always do think they seem a little loopy because you always get the same. Well, they're speech. tired. They're exhausted. They have not slept in yeah. years. They're like always sick. Always because <laughs> the kids a yeah. petri dish of everything because yeah. yeah, they totally. have no resistance. Yeah, it's. Uh, but they That's all what you have to look forward to. Well, they all say the same. They all say the same thing where they're like, I mean. I never thought I wanted kids, and then this is like the greatest thing in the world. Can you imagine loving something more than anything? And then I'm like, uh, free time, free time. I like sleep, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but I don't know. It's you know, but yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel okay with it. I guess I just, I guess she, I don't know. Whatever our dynamic, it didn't, it didn't. The the warning signals didn't go up when she said it. I was like, yeah, okay, that's, that's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. That's phenomenal. But I really never thought I was going to do it. Have fun. <laughs> that sounded kind of sarcastic, Sam. Good for you. Well, that doesn't sound sincere either. Good for you. And <laughs> what's amazing is that tone and seeing the face on your Christopher Walken t-shirt, which is sort of like... Good for you. Have fun with those kids. You're going to be great. You're going to be great, Dan. Um, I don't know if it's you or the shirt anymore, Sam. <laughs> Who am I getting? Oh, you—you uh, you know, I—I I, I don't know what else to mention. It's funny when you have someone on a podcast and they've done so many things as you've done. People always go like, "How come you didn't talk about X?" And I'm like, "I don't—I don't. What was I supposed to say?" But uh, but Moon is a oh, fucking hey. phenomenal movie, dude. Thank and you, Duncan man. Jones is the he's sweetest, awesome. most amazing. He's got Warcraft coming Warcraft's out. Coming it's out. gonna be awesome. He's uh, yeah, he's, he's incredible. He's he's the best. What he's, was some of the process for that m- movie? Which was so I loved it because I loved the um, oh god damn it, what is the Carradine movie? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Carradine. Oh, uh, was it Carradine? Uh, 
Uh, Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, not Soylent Green. Um, yeah, yeah. We we. He's got was, the last forest on the. Craft. Yeah, of course. No, we we modeled it uh, essentially after that film, and I'm spacing on the. Uh, spacing. He's got the robots, and he's got the green. You know, he's he, oh god, what the hell? Running, running, uh, running, silent running, silent runnings. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, we based it on. That's oh, the basic. I, like I just had a brain baby. <laughs> no, no, dude. Welcome to my life. No, it's just, that's essentially the. The, what we stole the concept from, but then we also modeled a lot of it. You know, we took some stuff from Alien and Outland, and and uh, but yeah, and then you know this weird clone thing. So we 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 did that, and we 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 stole a lot from. We took some. I think we, our learning curve. Uh, we watched a lot of the DVD extras from Dead Ringers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jeremy Irons yeah. plays the plays the, the twins, twins, and he did it. That's the best I've I've seen that trick done. I think. In in as far as a lead in a feature film, <clears throat> it was done in adaptation, but that was here and there. And although uh, recently Tom Hardy did it really well in in Legends, uh, he's really good in that Legend. He plays the gangster craze. Yeah. And but but yeah, it's a tough trick. And you know, I think I watched Midnight Cowboy. My acting coach Terry Nickelback, he told me to watch Midnight Cowboy. My friend Yule Vasquez and I, we uh, <clears throat> we would switch parts. And Duncan would write down the ad libs, and we'd we'd fuck around, and he'd read Clone One, and then I'd read Clone Two, and then we'd switch clones and do it again. It was a it was a real um, a mind f. Can I? What, what is the policy on that here? Oh uh, yeah, you can swear a lot. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was I a just... mind fuck. It was a mind fuck. It was very strange to do. You'd have to rehearse twice. But that's one of those movies where I feel like you really have to trust the director because it's such a specific yeah. thing that – and as an actor, you probably don't get a sense of how it's being shot or yeah. what it's going to look like. So We were very nervous until we did the first motion control shot, which is the camera that's used for that effect to get two of the same people in the shot. And we were very nervous. It was a low budget. Yeah. We were – until we got the first effect, we were very nervous about it, you know. How about uh, how, what was your experience on Hitchhiker's Guide? Oh man, that was great, man. That was awesome. Martin Friedman, Zoe, most deaf. Yeah, that was a that was a great that was a great experience. Those those directors. I mean, they. I think they did a great job. I love doing that movie. I was hoping it would become a franchise, you know. But then I was hoping Galaxy Quest would become a franchise, like Ghostbusters or something. It almost did. Tim Allen. Yeah, Tim. No, but uh, I, yeah, I, I loved Hitchhikers. I really thought that that I'd get to play that character again. It, it just didn't do the business. I think it needed to. Well, know. it's you but know th- that 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 book particularly is is tricky because yeah, it, people are so it's so much a part of their soul. Like it's yeah. you know like that. Yeah, yeah. We were very faithful. We had British directors, but I don't know if America was that interested in it. I think. It did pretty well overseas. Well, America's dumb. Um, <laughs> let's just get that out. America's dumb, and they're wrong. Yeah, exactly. I loved it, and I thought, I thought hey, you were right a great on. people Thanks, talk. Man. I thought you were fucking great. We were, thank you. We were very faithful. You know, the sequel, Zaphod's all over the sequel, so <sighs> I don't know. What are you going to do? I don't know. I, I just want Tim Allen to agree to do it. Yeah. Hey, Tim. <laughs> just do, <laughs> do Galaxy <laughs> Quest. <laughs> have, you had, have you had Tim Allen, <laughs> Tim Allen on the show? <laughs> What is that? What is that? It's Tim. Is that how he talks? That was old stand-up thing. That was, oh, a, used to do that that? Was, that was his his whole entire show and life and set was built around. Hey, 
You know, guys go into the hardware store and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. you know, it's like he's being a monkey because guys are were dumb monkeys. Uh, <laughs> so what? So what? He's, he's so cool. Yeah, he is cool. He'd be cooler if he agreed to do Galaxy Quest too. I am. This is news breaking that you're telling me this, and I'm also a, a piece. A piece of my heart is shattered off like the dark crystal. Uh, knowing that that was a thing have, that almost could have happened. We had some fun. Tim Allen, we had some fun with Tim Allen. He was really funny. He was very fun to be on set with. He's a very funny guy. I mean, that whole, like, everyone in that movie, everyone in that movie. Well, what's mis- so Mr. Wright comes out uh, April 8th. Yes, yes, that's right. That's April, why I'm April, here. What April 8th. And, and it- yes, um, Anna Kendrick, and uh, we have all these amazing uh, people in it. It's, it's uh, yeah, I, I'm excited about it. You know, I get the, you know, it's like gross point blank. Yes, it's it's, it's that's what we're sort of aiming for. Mm-hmm. You know, and I get to d- kick some ass and stuff, and it's fun. You're an assassin. I'm an assassin, <laughs> and uh, it was really fun doing the doing the fight stuff. And I think Anna had a great time with the fight stuff. It was fun. Yeah. And you got well. That's a. Do you like playing assassins? Because you get to play. You I get like, to do Confessions I, of a Dangerous Mind too. I like. Yeah, sure. I like. I like guns, and I like physical. Uh, I like. You know, I'm sort of a would be dancer. So I like physicality in in expressing yourself, and and I think fight scenes are great, really fun to choreograph. I, we had a great fight scene in Moon actually, where the two clones fought each other. So I got to do both sides. I got to kick my own ass, <laughs> you know, and and uh, it, it's really fun. I think it's really fun to do fight stuff. You know, I love. I, I, I get a kick out of it. What's left? Like, what do you still want to? What do you still want to do? Like, what if you had the choice? Oh God, so many. I mean, you know, I just did uh, Sam Shepard play with a uh, great actress Nina, Nina Arianda on Broadway and uh, Fool for Love, and we had a great time. So it'd be nice to be. I mean, I've never played Hamlet. I'm probably getting too long in the tooth for Hamlet, but it'd be fun to do. I don't know. Iceman's coming through. I kind of feel like you could just do it if Maybe. you just. I think you're really I'm at the point. Little, you know, nah, chasing my chasing my mom on. around. Nah, you 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 know you look you still look thirty. Like you'd be fine. You know, I think if you said I want to play this character, yeah. someone would produce that. Someone would. Well, do you got to have. Well, actually, Alan Rickman actually once told me he says you you need you can't just you need somebody who has a vision. You you can't just you know do it as a vanity piece. You need a director that has a vision of of how to do it. Yeah, you know, and that's the. That's the thing. Although, yeah, I you know I could just do it uh, in the street. Say <laughs> you fuck just it. Do it in the street. You know fuck what I mean? it. People, you know, I think people just would actually. Down the street. Seems, Madam Nate is. I know not seems. Uh, you know? They'd be like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" Sh- let him go. He's wearing a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. Wouldn't it be great if you were just doing that, just eating a chibo, and all of a sudden you just break into soliloquy. <laughs> I guarantee oh, you, what a rogue and peasant slave! You know, eating egg whites. You know what would happen? No one else would look up. I think people are so, <laughs> at particular parts in the city, people are so conditioned or like to not. That'd be a great character. <laughs> that would be amazing. That'd be a great character. The pu- pu- public Hamlet guy yeah. who just does yeah, the Hamlet totally, in public. Totally, totally. I, if anyone could get away with it, I think you absolutely could get away but with do it. it as Elvis. <laughs> do it as Elvis. And maybe Vince Vaughn and Colin Farrell are also like double Elvises. You have like triple Elvises doing I, doing Shakespeare. I don't think anyone. I don't think most people get away with it. I think you could get away with it. I think if you did, it, people are like that's fucking cool that he did. Sam Rockwell. He's just if you go to Chibo like on Fridays, he's just doing Hamlet in the corner and eating and eating pasta. Like yeah, they turn on a man. Come on. 
as Elvis. It's Elvis. the weirdest mashup. You got to see Chris Walken do Elvis. He does a fun Elvis. I would love to see that happen. We did that on the. We did a press junket. You can Google it uh, with the the uh, great Josh on MTV, and he we got Chris to do a little Elvis, and it, it was pretty fun. Is it? Does it sound like Elvis, or does it sound like someone doing a Christopher Walken impersonation doing an Elvis impersonation? A little bit of all that, yeah. <laughs> but it was fun, and we, it, we got silly. You know, when you do those press junkets, you know, it gets very silly, as you know. Well, of course. It, you're, 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 it's, you're, you're, your brain goes numb. Your brain goes numb. You're like scrambled eggs up there, and you're like, it's eight hours of yeah. you know, the same. Not like this. This is an actual conversation, but when you do those little TV things you know it's like the same thing over and over again you, your brain turns into scrambled eggs sam if you were an assassin who would be the first person you would kill <laughs> sam that's actually <laughs> hauntingly accurate would you ever be an assassin sam and then there, and then you talk you'll talk to him for like five or seven minutes and all they ever use is like Sam Rockwell said being in this movie was great. Like, there's not even a... That's true. It's really... You can get very silly. Very silly. Hopefully you have silly actors around you, you know, that you're doing the junket with. Like, Oliver Platt, I think that that gets pretty silly. Yeah. Pretty silly. You know, Maya Rudolph. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. She's really amazing. Yeah. I think the other people who've been on, who are in the Mr. Right with you, have have also been on the podcast before, and they were, Anna, Anna was great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. She's awesome. And we, it was Riza. I'm leaving Ants, Ants, uh, Ants and Mounts in it. There's a bunch of great people in it. Yeah. Is there something coming up that you're particularly excited about, or do you like to take time uh, off, or are you bad with time off? I, I, you know, not too much time off. A little time. I'm going to go play this cop uh, in a Martin McDonough movie with Woody Harrelson and Francis McDormand. Jeez. And it's a fun, it's a fun character, yeah. So. Do you feel like you've made it? Do you feel like, I did it. I did the thing I wanted to do. I feel good. But, you know, you always want to do something else. You know, you always want to keep pushing it, you know. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a great job. I mean, I'm very lucky. I'm obviously, you know. Okay, I feel like if Amazon, if would you say we're going to do it for Amazon Galaxy Quest for yeah. Amazon? Yeah, I feel like there's a Fleegman spinoff. Maybe a maybe a Fleegman spinoff. There, I where does like, it go though? Well, I don't what know is, it, what happens to Fleegman. Fleegman probably cons his way because he's he's able to. Well, he'd fuck it up eventually. Well, the but joke, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I feel like he coming off of <laughs> coming off of what they did. Yeah. He'd be able to. I feel like he'd be able to con his way into like ruling a planet or being a high-ranking official somewhere. And you know, then, you're you're right. I think you're right, actually. And the pilot seemed we the pilot was very good and it seemed to have it seemed to be going in that direction. I think. And but then something, but then something would happen, and he'd do something to kind of fuck it up, and then he'd yeah. have to con his way out of it. Totally, or, totally. It should be like what's that movie with Sean Connery and Michael Caine and Christopher Plummer, A Man Who Would Be King, or no? Is that it? Uh, well, was it uh, mermaids? <laughs> no, okay, that wasn't it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was um, Porky's. <laughs> Porky's. No. no, I'm sorry, Porky's two the next day. Por- yeah, that's right. what it was. Sorry, sorry, Porky's two the next day. <laughs> <laughs> when do you suppose we're going <laughs> to get back to Porky's? <laughs> when are we going to get back to Porky's? <laughs> <laughs> What's the Miss Money Miss Moneymaker? Is that is that the James Bond? Uh, oh. Uh, Money Penny. You had Daniel Craig on this show. We he's, did. Have he's Daniel a Craig lovely movie star as well. Man, he was so fucking what cool. A, what a cool guy, right? You know, I'm, 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 ne- I'm always so 
pleasantly surprised. We've had almost no bad experiences in in this. Oh, out of almost. We've had a couple. We've had a couple yeah. that were not terrible, but just rough, but just a little rough because sometimes, you know, some people they can be a little defensive, and it was a it was a yeah. case where I couldn't mash the fandom out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great learning experience, though. Yeah. But uh, but oh, yeah, wow. Daniel Craig was one of those guys who were like, "Oh my god, you're fucking so cool." He's awesome. He's a great, he's a cool guy. He's a really cool guy. Yeah. Who, who's left? Who's left? Who's, is there? A, is there a bucket list of got to work with this guy? Got to work with this lady? Need to work with this person? Or is oh, it just God. an infinite? Yeah, I mean, there's so many people. Yeah, I've been really lucky, but I, <clears throat> but um, yeah, there's so many people to work with, and and great directors, you know, um, P.T. Anderson, Fincher, Coen Brothers. I mean, there's a lot of people. Uh, I mean, it just the list goes on and on, you know. What was West your dead, Wes Anderson? What was your Dead Poets Society audition? Who, who were you auditioning oh, for? It was, was it Ethan Hawke? Oh, you know, um, Peter Weir, great director. Uh, yeah, I think I, I don't know if it was a callback or it was just I went in for the I went in for the funny kid, the funny guy who says God's on the phone. Oh, right. I think I went in for that part. Right. That was the only part I was sort of right. You for, also shouldn't maybe. have dressed up like a dead poet. Like that was the other. <laughs> Yes, I thought this was Edgar Allan Poe. It meets says dead, dead poet. Yeah, what what's the it? deal? I don't know. I brought in these torn up clothes. Yeah, and... I have snuff and uh, <laughs> a pipe. Um, you know, uh, no, it was, uh, it, it was. You don't like my handlebar mustache? Um, no, it was, it was, it was, it was like you know whatever. It, those auditions are always so weird. Um, but I, th- I think it was okay. I remember going in for Scent of a Woman and just basically looking at the casting director. I forgot, but she was very, very cool. Is it Francine Maisler? Who was it? It was some, but she, I basically looked at her going in for the Chris O'Donnell part. Mm. I would have been more right for the Phil Hoffman part, but <laughs> I, I, that's the first time I saw Phil and he was, he blew me away. But I was like going in for the Chris O'Donnell part and I was, I looked at the casting director and she looked at me and I was like, yeah, this is. I gotta go. Yeah, this is not. She was like, "Yeah, no." I was like, "Okay, cool. Totally agree with you. I'm out. I'll see you later." Yeah, thanks. You know, like we were both in agreement. Like, I am not right for this. You know. Yeah, I always tried to. I always tried to diffuse the room with a little bit of little bit of auditioning humor, which never really. <laughs> Give worked. us an example. All right, here's an example, Sam. Uh, Chris, before we start, do you have any questions? Yes. Uh, what font is this? Like, you know, just trying to have fun with it. Just trying like, to have fun. With it. Or I would go, uh, yeah. Um, can I just have this? Do you need? Me? Do I have to audition? And they'd be like, yeah. And it never. And, Isn't that and, true about Danny DeVito for Taxi that he just kind of said, "Fuck you," because you just give me this, and he ripped the script. And yeah. you hear legendary stories like that, but I don't. But I don't have any real world experience of that yeah. ever working. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like if I were that guy, they'd be like, "Well, you're never working again. You're yeah, a yeah. piece of shit." <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess Devito could pull it off, but I was not one. I yeah. could never pull that off. Yeah, yeah. I think he was in character. Yeah, maybe that's why they. What was the um, What was the reading that you did with Pacino? Oh, we did a reading of this long. Uh, we did we did an amazing uh, reading of a of a great play Lyle Kessler wrote called Orphans, which they did on Broadway. With Alec Baldwin and Ben Foster recently, but uh, about a year ago. But me and Chris Messina, um, great actor, we did a reading in uh, Pacino's penthouse with him of Orphans. And that was an amazing experience. But previous to that, trying to get that gig, just to kind of have him consider Orphans, I did a reading where I had like five lines of Napoleon, <laughs> which was like five hour long screenplay. Oh and we, everybody was there. F. Murray Abraham, all these people. 
Um, it was Eric Stoltz was there, but it was just it was it was long. You know, we were waiting to like get through it. You know, but it was a lot of cool people. You know, did you, he seems a Pacino seems like a guy who doesn't get. I, I was I happened to be at a thing where he was getting an AFI award and yeah. We were right. I was it was twelve years ago. I was writing jokes for the Jeremy Piven who was hosting it. Yeah, and uh, and Pacino is like he just seems so dumbfounded by it. Like I don't understand. I just uh, you know you just uh, take jobs and I don't know what this is. Like he seemed so baffled by the whole Pacino experience. Yes, yes. He he's he's like a you know corporation, right? I mean, he's like Pacino's like it's almost like Elvis for actors. You know, you know, it's like. He he he! I remember he, he showed us a thing of Scarface. There was this tribute. Uh, all these you know rap gangsters love Scarface, and there mm-hmm. was this like documentary about it or something on the DVD. <clears throat> but he was very nice, and I think Chris Messina then later um, played his son in a David Gordon Green movie. Um, but uh, yeah, so you know, it's. I guess ultimately you always just feel like yourself, and people put things on you. Yeah, right. I guess yeah, I think that's I think that's what it is. I think it's just like yeah, he's just this dude and they they have kind of put this thing on Pacino especially, you know. But people must freak out over you sometimes, like especially if you go to I, com- Comic-Cons or you're out in public and people, "Oh my god, I got like how do you You know, uh you know, film people uh, uh know who I am. I think film people uh otherwise, you know, sometimes you know you get that thing like, "Hey, come here." <laughs> you know, I know Justin Long's in these guys, I, you know, I, they've seen these frat guys. They're like, "Come here, come here. I want to talk to you." It's like, "Come there," you know, and they're like, what they, "Tell me, what, what are you? What were you in?" Yeah, you know that thing. But um, my girlfriend says you're on something, but I don't watch yeah. TV. What is it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Should I take a picture with you? Well, come probably this, not if you don't know movies. Yeah, what the, movies I, what's your IMDb page? Yeah, yeah. Give yeah. me your IMDb page. What's your so, Wikipedia? What was you in? Well, you you know, no. And <laughs> you start listening nah, to stuff. One nah. minute. Well, Match, that's uh, matchstick man. No, 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 no! Come on, man! You're fucking with me. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, you know. But then people, I think, who are uh, very much in the know about cinema, um, uh, they, you know, they know because I've done weird movies, and, and they know. But uh, and that's nice. That's fun. You know, when people who actually bring up movies and they actually know your name and Do you have they a know particular the favorite is there is there one that you that you felt um, super connected to well moon is and uh, confessions of a dangerous mind obviously i i love uh, some movies that not a lot of people saw like joshua snow angels i'm really fond of or uh, there's a movie <laughs> that called the winning season that not a lot of people saw that i worked very hard on rooney mars in it and emma uh emma roberts and you know I played a basketball coach, and I did a lot of research, you know. But nobody sees the movie, you know. It's 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 funny. Are you okay with that, or do you feel like well, no. I did what I was supposed to? <laughs> no, I'm not okay with it. I want people to see it. Fuck that, man. Um, but I, you know, it happens. You kind of have to just go with it, and it's part of the process. And sometimes it makes you a better actor, and it pays off later. And you know, I, I have that knowledge about. The, the little knowledge I have about basketball from that movie, and and maybe that'll pay off later if I play Bobby Knight. I don't know. Later I thought you were about to life. say if I play professional basketball, <laughs> uh, take a hard. So that would turn. be good. That's why you get paid the big bucks. Uh, and starting point guard for the Washington Generals, Sam Rockwell. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is oh, he shooting a movie? I am no. the worst basketball player <laughs> of too. all. That's one thing I discovered. Although the ball handling. 
No pun intended. What? I, was, what? I, don't, I got pretty good at that, actually. But, um, yeah, I think I would shoot, and I had a, a, a great guy, Sean Green, who uh, ex-NBA uh, player. I think he played for the Pacers, and, and I would shoot, and he'd, be like, he'd just go like this. That's <laughs> phase in his hands? Yeah. <laughs> I'm but, doing good. That's good, right? That's good, right? Huh? Am I doing it? Am I yeah. doing it? Well, uh, it's been great to have hey, you. Hey, man. This is, we've, we've dominated a lot of your time, and, and you're such a... You're, Dude, you're exactly thanks for having me. You're exactly the Sam Rockwell I was hoping for. Hey, man. All right. Enjoy your burrito as delivered by former burrito delivery person, Sam Rockwell. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Hey, grown-ups! The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his fishbowl podcast studio from the Cat in the Hat himself, and it becomes very clear that the cat has other plans for the podcast. And those plans are the opposite of quiet. Sing along to new favorite songs, try your luck at Titanic tongue twisters, have some fun with wondrous wordplay, and most importantly, bring your family along for all of the adventures in the Cat in the Hat cast. Follow the Cat in the Hat cast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hat cast early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Wondery Kids Plus on Apple Podcasts today.